It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Over five years ago, I tweeted you. I then slid smoothly into your DMs. You did my podcast. I nervously asked you out to lunch six months later. You then one-upped me and invited me on your radio show. And I just looked today. Five years ago to the day is when you did my podcast and the first time we ever talked. Welcome to the show. Number 21, known for the shot heard around the bluegrass, Kentucky Great. Cameron Mills, welcome to the show, my Thank friend. You, buddy. Has it really been five years today? I actually looked today. That's why we're doing this. Five years ago to the day you did my this. podcast. That's cool. I did not realize that. No, we. I, have can, to... I, I can tell you where I was when I did it. Tell me where you were. 489 Stone Creek, Lexington, Kentucky, 40513. Actually, 40503. Um, back in my bedroom. I think I was laying down most of the time, which is weird because most of the time when I'm on the phone, I have to pace, especially when I'm answer, answering well-thought-out questions. And the best part of that yeah. is this, is that... You did my show, and you basically interviewed me. You're like, wait, wait, before you ask me, let me talk to you. How'd you become a Kentucky yeah. fan? So you interviewed me. There's no reason that a New York that, that there's no reason that someone who is up here in New York with no connections to Kentucky should just become a UK fan. There's, I mean, unless you like being on a winning team, let's clarify. So there's just no reason. So I, I needed to find out how that happened, and it's I've told you this, I've had you tell it on my show. It's an awesome story. I love that story. Well, now let's talk about the Kentucky connection because I have two people sitting here in my studio yes. apartment. Yes, <laughs> who's doing the show with me? The vice president of the Kentucky Alumni Association, Jen Stevenson. Hello, hello. And then obviously we don't know what he really does, but he's the focal point, yes. the main attraction yes. of everything. He's been in my co-host on many shows. Oh. What's going on, Simba? <laughs> What's up, guys? Honored to be here again. So now, Cam, before we do anything, yes. you handed out DVDs about your <laughs> documentary of the team. So tell I us did. about the team. All right. So um, this year, this past year was the 20th anniversary of the 96 championship team at UK, at University of Kentucky, for those unaffiliated. Um, or, and um, somebody, the, we, we start getting these emails from Coach Patino and his staff who, who, are, who are putting on our, our reunion in Miami Beach. And someone had approached Louisville or approached Coach Patino and said they wanted to cover the reunion because we, we all, 14 of us were going. It was just us. It was us and Coach Patino. That was it. That was all that was going. And a media outlet wanted to cover it. So they asked permission. Coach said he was fine with it, wanted to make sure we were all fine with it. We all were. And then three days later, we get another email saying, you know what, that fell through. And in those three days, I'd sat there thinking, somebody should be covering this, but I think we were told it was a radio outlet, and that didn't make a lot of sense to me. It turned out it was a radio TV outlet, but, and I thought, somebody needs to cover this, and then realized, oh, it's 20 years. I love documentaries. You and I have had this conversation many times. Well, you bought me actually. I bought you. That's right. Uh, Thanks. Forget, spoiler what, alert. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was it called? Do you remember? Uh, Curiosity Stream. You Curiosity got me, Stream. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for the first gift you ever got me. Do you count the gifts I give you? The only gift you ever got right. me. That's not true. I handed you a copy of the team tonight. Yeah, so so um, anyway, so I'm sitting there. I, I love documentaries. And I bothered Dick Gabriel, who's done probably six different Kentucky, University of Kentucky documentaries. One on Coach Rupp. Um, uh, three or four others that I just can't think of right now. But um, he had one on Coach Gillespie, I believe. And I always bug him, kind of jokingly, but but I, I'm kind of – it's one of those things where you joke, but you're also serious because you're serious about what you're joking about. I, I asked him, I said, I want to narrate one of your documentaries. And uh, he always, yeah, yeah, we can do that something, but it never happened. And so um, in those three days, I just thought somebody needs to document this reunion. It's been 20 years. Let, let's, uh, and I just thought, well, why can't I not do it, but why can't I organize it and get the guys who will do a great job, which was Dick Gabriel, Jason Epperson, who did uh, the movie uh, uh, The Six Man Blue Sanity about BB and about UK fans. Um, so you've got Jason, who's a phenomenal filmmaker. Uh, Dick, who's a phenomenal storyteller and who knows UK history and lore better than just about anybody, with the exception of maybe Scott Padgett, my former teammate. Um, and so I, the smartest thing I did was emailed Coach Patino and said, can I bring 
some media. Media being me, and this is it's very <laughs> safe. This is not going to be a contentious, you know, documentary. We're not trying to break a story. It's we're just going to tell the story of what happened to that, why we were able to become um, what some people call, and I think a lot of us on the team, you know, biasly call the greatest college basketball team ever. Um, and so that's what we did. I took three cameras, three camera men, th- uh, three boom mics. Uh, Dick interviewed everybody, and and. We came home and Dick edited it into a 65-minute documentary and 45 minutes on air and then 65 minutes in, on DVD and Vimeo. 20 years since you guys all saw each other. Yeah. Well, that in that way, yes. All 14 of us, we, we hadn't been together that large a number of us since 96 championship. Games. Was there one moment that you guys said, like, always talked about, like, hey, remember that one moment? Was there, like, one point, like, hey, remember this? And we all, and you guys all went. No, there wasn't one moment. There were 100 moments like that. There wasn't one special moment that everyone talked about, like, hey, no, remember when we all did this? You know what? Well, okay, there's always – we always tell the stories about going bowling because we that – like Friday night, you know, Saturday night when, when you could get in trouble as a team, right? And we we would all always go do something, all of us. We would go to a movie. We would go bowling. And that the, the bowling is what comes up all the time because that's what we always did. Monday nights and I guess Thursday nights when WWE and – uh, Monday Night Raw were on, or whatever, you know, the two competing wrestling entities back in those days. That's what we do. We pile into Scott Padgett and Jeff Shepard's room, the, almost the entire team, and watch wrestling until invariably somebody would get body slammed, and we'd have to, all right, let's take a break here, guys. Now, so all, all those, but those stories, that's what the reunion was so special because we spent three days laughing about things that weren't that funny 20 years ago. They were serious 20 years ago. We were getting yelled at. We were getting, you know, you've got all those stories about so and so doing something stupid and getting yelled at, like me. You know, asking on Christmas Day after practice number one, I, I won't go into all of it, but basically I was dumb enough, naive enough, and a freshman enough to go up to Coach Patino after I was done with what I needed to do, say, can we go home? Got reamed, cussed out, we came back and practiced that afternoon. So that wasn't funny then, but it's hilarious now. So, so those kind of stories come What up. we're going to do, we're going to do a little Kentucky talk, all right. but I know you're always pigeonholed into the whole Kentucky, yeah. obviously you should be. But a few other questions, because you mentioned WWE, yeah. WWF Raw. Can you please tell everyone, especially Simber and Jen and Julia, the WWF story when you guys went yeah. to the Final Four? Because yeah. this story is awesome. And you told me this at uh, – yeah. I, I gave you a tour last time you were up here, and you told me the story. All right, so Scott Padgett is the one that got us all into wrestling because he – here's what Scott Padgett knows. Scott, Scott is brilliant, okay, and which is funny considering – and he'll tell he, – he, tell, he knows. He, he effectively flunked out of UK his freshman year, not because he wasn't – trying but because he wasn't going to class he i mean it was almost like he really did that whole class thing it's really hard to flunk out your first year well it is because it's all 101s and 102s right Right. so um but he wasn't it it he i think he genuinely because he and i were roommates and i think he genuinely thought i'm a uk basketball player i don't have to go to class even though we'd been told very specifically no you go to class um but he he just wasn't getting done He, he flunked out but he came back the next year well, it was, not, it was the 96 season. He was actually technically not on the team. The not, his freshman year he was. He finished, but then he was gone the next year and came back. But Scott's the one. What he knows, he's brilliant. That, that was the reason talking about his grades because he's so smart. He, he knows more obscure facts about Kentucky basketball from the 40s, 50s, 60s and knows more obscure regional wrestlers than anybody I know. I mean, he, he, will, he will randomly, like we'll be talking about something that will have to do with New Mexico, and he'll bring up some – Albuquerque wrestler from 1981 and that no one's ever heard of. I mean, it's absurd. So Scott got that us messed into it. man from Boise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. So Scott got us into it and our senior or my senior year. So in 90, 98, Shep, Jeff Shepard and Scott were roommates and they went out as the, as the school year started and bought, I imagine what at the time was probably the biggest television set you could buy. Um, you know, the big box TVs, mm-hmm. right, before we had the flat screens. And um, they wheeled it into their – they brought it home on Chef's truck. They wheeled it into the room, and that was the hangout room instantly. That was where – okay, so Monday night, Thursday night, I think I've got those days Those days correct, is when – It ruined SmackDown. Ro- okay, all right, perfect. So Monday night, Thursday night, we had a team date effect, effectively. And as many guys that could would pile in there, and they had beds, they had sofas, and we'd just pile in there, and we'd just watch, and we'd scream, and we'd go nuts. And we just – it's kind of just the way it kind of – decompressing after getting yelled at all day. So um, what happened was is that we got either Raw or – I guess it was – which was the Monday night one? Was that Monday that, Night Raw. Monday Monday night, night is Raw. that WWE or F? 
Well, it was all WWE. Well, after, it was after that point. Yeah, there were two different ones at one point. Now they're okay. So okay. whatever the Monday night one was was coming to Louisville. Was coming to Freedom Hall. Okay. Jeff Shepard, Scott Pageant, and I, and a couple of the managers got tickets. Now it just so happened to be that Monday night was the Monday after the Duke game. We of course didn't know that when we bought the tickets. Did so, anything happen special in that Duke game? I yeah, yeah, we oh. won. Yeah, oh, came okay. back seventeen. Yeah, we won. Okay. Um, and honestly, if we hadn't won, I'm not sure we would have gone. But we did win. Um, and Scott and I, Jeff didn't go for some reason. I think uh, Stacy, his uh, because he fiance didn't, he, at the time. He didn't hit the shot, that's why. Well, it could be. Um, but I think more, it was more his fiance who kind of um, pulled back on the collar a little bit. And he, okay. was, um, he, uh, he couldn't go. So uh, two managers, Scott Padgett and I went. We had terrible seats, upper level, freedom home. Mm-hmm. But we didn't care. We were happy to be there. We just beat Duke. We're going to Final Four. We're in a good mood. Front row, literally by the ring, the front row, where you've got a good chance of getting hit by a table or a chair by thrown by one of the wrestlers. Sure. Um, as we walk in, and this really amazed me, because we walked into Freedom Hall. Everybody's there to see wrestling. We are instantly recognized. And, inst- like, there's – I don't know what Freedom Hall sits for a wrestling. It's got to be fifteen, sixteen thousand, 16,000, maybe more. They're all looking at us. We get a we get a standing ovation as we walk in to take our very bad seats, and there are seven or eight guys in the front row who start trying to get our attention. And effectively, what they what they are doing and what they did is they traded seats with us because we had beaten Duke because we were going to Final Four. They wanted to give their seats to us on the front row, and they were going to come take our bad seats. And we were like, no, 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 and they were insistent. Like it got to the point where we started to feel bad that we were turning them down because they were so desperate to be kind to us. And so so we took them up. We go down. We're front row. Um, Goldberg, uh, Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper made an w- appearance, which I didn't think he wrestled anymore. The bagpipes coming. Here comes Piper. Um, at one point, they put us on TV. They give us a, a lower third, which um, as a documentarian now, I know what a lower third is. It's the uh, Sorry, big time. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the, the title down at the bottom of the screen when someone's on – so they gave us a lower third of, um, uh, I don't know what they, they said, Kentucky basketball players. So they didn't give us our name, but they gave us our uh, Kentucky basketball players or, you know, UK, whatever. Um, so that all happened, right? It was an awesome night. We had a blast. Three days later, we fly down to San Antonio for the Final Four, and we both, <laughs> that had to be WWE because the WWF sent us packages. That was WWC. C, yes, that's right. WWC, because they right. had the NWO at that time. That's right. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so so WWC, which was, um, was that Turner's? Was that Ted Turner's? Yeah, that was Turner. it, it, okay. Guys, it's WCW. Yeah, WCW. Sorry. Anyway, who cares? Let's get the story. WCW, go. WWF, though, is also World Wildlife Fund. For those right, not that's together. why they're WWE now. There you go. So, yeah, trademark. That's exactly right, Jim. There's too many um, W's. Anyway, so the point is, so we get to our hotel in San Antonio, and WWF has sent Scott Padgett and I care packages. Um, the 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 most the the coolest thing, and and I I I say this somewhat hesitantly, um, but the Austin three sixteen was going on. They sent us Kentucky three sixteen shirts, and um, which. Obviously, it's taken from John three sixteen, which is, the whole thing was somewhat, somewhat sure sacrilegious, and and you know, kind of you know, but I, it wasn't that big deal to me. But I'll tell you, when we won the championship, I decided that was the shirt I was wearing home. Okay. So when we got off the plane at at Bluegrass Airfield, Lexington, with thirteen, fourteen thousand fans there to receive us as national champions, I get off the plane wearing that shirt. I don't think anything of it until two weeks later. I get an, I get a few angry, um, not angry. To be fair to them, they they were just disappointed letters from fans who you know thought that you know I, I was being disrespectful to, to my faith and their faith by wearing that shirt. But um, it was it was a fun few weeks of just being big time is what it felt like. Because when you get a when you get a package from the WWF that says Kentucky <laughs> three sixteen and and they even sent a little note with that said something funny and cute about rest. I don't know what it was, but it was cool. Now I'm gonna ask you two more questions about the '96 and your career in Kentucky, okay. and we're gonna get back to it at the end. All right. Your four roommates, you were there four years. Who okay. your roommates? Year one. All right. Uh, Scott Padgett was freshman year. Okay. Um, Oliver Simmons was sophomore year, mm-hmm. so '96, '95, '96. Um, I went because I was the fourth. I'm trying to think, 14th or 15th guy. One year I didn't have a roommate. Or okay. I'll tell you what it was. I was Oliver's roommate, but Oliver transferred. 
midway through that season. Sure, of course. Okay. So he he transfers to uh, Florida State. So I go without a roommate for a while. 96-97, Frank Vogel, who's now the head coach of the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. was my roommate. And then 97-98, um, Steve Masiello, who's the head coach of Manhattan College, is, okay. was my roommate. Wait, I have a question. Best roommate during that time period? I'd probably go um, Paget or Masiello. Because Paget and I had a lot in common, Massiello and I had nothing in common, <laughs> and but because of that, it's it's the same way I, I describe our relationship. You and I have uh, Kentucky basketball. Really, is the only thing we have in common. You're talking about me, Cam, because there's four people here. So I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I, I realize it's not on television. Uh, Julia stopped recording. Um, <laughs> so you grew up in New York. I grew. What what I say to you the other day? City mouse, country mouse. I grew mm-hmm. up in Kentucky. I you know we have very little in common, but we. We're close as we could be, and and that's that's what happened with with Massiello and I. It's just we just loved each other. So, so what we're gonna do now is gonna do non Kentucky talk, okay, for a few minutes, and then whenever Jen and Simba want to come in, let me know. Fair enough. Last time you were here, first yeah. of all, congratulations. It's been sixteen minutes, and you haven't said New Yorker because that's kind of what you're known for. Every time I meet you, you said I'm known for saying. New well, Yorker? that's all you say is Mike's here, the New Yorker. That's oh, yeah. all you ever say when you come Wait, here. Well, that's how y'all talk up <laughs> here. My favorite story. Is when Cam is here at Christmas time during Santa Con. <laughs> when oh during Santa Con, tell yeah. Jen. This last, this Cam, last year, you gotta a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, you gotta tell that story well, when on, you're here. Jen, what happened well, at Santa Con? You, you came for Hofstra. Yes. Santa Con weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Santa Con pub crawl. Well, explain to everyone what Santa Con is because I didn't Con, know and they may not know. <laughs> everybody gets dressed up as Santa Claus. Not everybody. Or as elves. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 crazy ones dress up as Santa. Everybody. And gets what did you tell me? Up. Um, apparently, because uh, I've talked to some police officers, apparently it is the least, it is the most annoying day. It for is New York the most officers. annoying day for New York police officers because they're eff- effectively for breaking New up Yorkers fights all day. in general, right? But they're effectively breaking up fights all day, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, go ahead. Am so yeah. Santa Con, yes, Cam. What happened during Santa Con? I have not been <laughs> feeling well for two days. Okay, Mike, being Mike, um, doesn't care. Of I'm, course, we, 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 spend, right. we don't get to spend a lot of time together. So when I'm here, he's down there. You know, you suck it up and you do it. And I was going to suck it up anyway, but he's not being very graceful with me about it. Yeah. So he takes me down because he'd been talking about this one place down in – where was it, Mike? Where, where We went down the first street or second street? Well, Chinatown. We went to Chinatown went for, Chinatown. for okay. noodles. Lamzu, Lamzao. Yeah. A uh, little hole in the wall, which mm-hmm. those are always the best. And we got noodles and dumplings, and mm-hmm. it, was, it, it, it was fantastic. But about midway through the meal, I started feeling a little queasy. Right. Pouring sweat like you've yes. never seen yes. a man I pour mean, sweat before, I, and I like I'm like and I'm like wasn't the dumplings? No, I don't know what it was, but it, it was, was not. I did not feel good, and so I'm like, "You ready? Uh, we need to go now." Mike, be Mike. Of course, we're going to take the subway. And I'm like, "No, we're not taking subway. No, we're calling Uber. We're calling a cab." I said, "We're, we're not, not calling so, Uber." So we're no, arguing. We're, we're arguing over pieces. Of, come on, Cam. We're in New York. There we go. We're in New York. So I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. We yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna take the we're gonna take train. I said, Mike, I, I'm not. I can't, I can't get on train right now. But let's take a cab or Uber or something. I'll pay for it. Don't no worries. We get a cab and we are in the cab. What Mike? Maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I leaned over to him. I said, Dude, I'm getting ready to throw up. And Mike now again not concerned He's about like, my oh, well. Dude, yeah. we're five blocks yeah. away. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're right. no, two blocks. Yeah, everything's two blocks in New York. Um, Mike, not being the least bit concerned about me. Now apparently concerned about the fine he or I might incur for puking in a cab in New York City. Well, you, this, the cab was going to charge you. It's a fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's like hundred and fifty dollars. There you go. So Mike's now. Believe me, Simba knows. Mike's worried. Mike's worried Simba's about a, losing. Simba's a recidivist. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mike's worried about losing one hundred fifty bucks. Um, so I tell him I'm sick, and Mike goes, "Dude, get out of the car." Mm-hmm. All right. So the guy pulls over. I get out of the car and literally go up to put my forehead against the wall of a Rite Aid. And just lose it. Oh. And it would have been, listen, the whole thing would have been fine. I told Mike this was a fantastic experience. I mean, it was terrible when it happened. But again, <laughs> you, look, you look back, you look back and you, yeah, what a great experience. It's a fantastic I, experience. I threw up, I threw up, I threw up in Santa, uh, on right. SantaCon in New York City. And you but, weren't even dressed up as Santa Claus. Exactly. And that's what got annoying because now I'm not dressed up as Santa Claus. I'm not even doing the, you know, because some of them do the fake attempt where they put on a Santa hat and they yeah. think that counts and it doesn't. Um, I'm, I'm puking my guts out and I hear people walking behind me. Okay, as I'm throwing up, saying, "Well, he had a great Santa Con, didn't he?" And like four, like three or four people did that. And it just—it's so I'm I'm throwing up. I feel bad, and now I'm mad because I am not participating in this thing called Santa Con. I have nothing to do with this whatsoever. I've been poisoned by Mike. <laughs> Never trust Mike. Be, 
besides Kentucky basketball, yeah. whatever, what other passions do you have? Um, okay, so the biggest thing in my life is my faith. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of alluded to that earlier. Since I was seven years old, the biggest thing in my life has been my relationship with Jesus Christ. I spent 20 years telling other people about it. I mean, my, my job, I'm, I'm in ministry. I, I travel around the, the state, uh, the region, and in some instances the, the country and preach at churches and uh, basketball stuff and just talk about my, my relationship with Jesus Christ. So that I, I wouldn't call it a hobby, but I would call it something that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I want to say 2004 or five or something, I went on a mission trip to Dominican Republic with a little 3.1 megapixel camera and wound up just accidentally having a moment with a little girl living in complete poverty. Um, in her backyard, I was on the other side of effectively, well, not effectively, but what was a barbed wire fence. And we had just visited this little girl's house. And it's, again, it's a shack. It's not a house. And her mom. Now, this woman, um, this woman had seven or eight kids all under the age of 12, including what looked to be like a three-month-old newborn. And so it's not a ideal living situation. There's, n- there's no man. There's no steady income by either her. She sometimes gets employ- employment. Um, it's, just, it's, it's just a bad situation. And then we were there to see it and to talk to them about it. And you know, I was there with Compassion International, so we were you know, doing what we could to help out. Um, I walked, we, we left the house, and I walked around the back of the village, which was where their backyard was. And this little girl, who's the, maybe the second or third oldest one, came out. And she's just standing by the fence, and it barbed wire. It's a barbed wire fence. I mean, her hands are on a barbed wire fence. And she's just staring at me, and the wind was kind of blowing her hair back, and it was just, it, it just kind of, I immediately thought, oh, this is a, this is a photograph. So I, I grabbed my little puny camera. 3.1 megapixels is nothing, but that's, that's all we had back in 2004. And snapped as many pictures as I could, because I, I, I wasn't into photography then. And I got one that more than anything else, and I've been, on, I've been out of the country seven or eight times on mission trips and, and various trips. More than anything else, this picture of this little girl, just, it, it truly did speak a thousand words to me because I also had the memory of that moment. And um, so that got me into photography is the whole point of the story. And so because what made me mad is I had this awesome picture of this girl, but the camera, only 3.1 megapixels, you can't really make a great print of that. And I like na- nowadays when I, when I have what I think is a great photograph, I like to make big prints. And or big posters and do metal prints and put them up on my house. I can't do that with that picture because it was so few megapixels. So it's special to you. Yeah, it, well, it's also frustrating to me. So what I did is I decided I will never go overseas again and not have the proper equipment that I need to get the memories that I want. And now I'm to the point where I'll go on a trip and I'll spend the entire trip behind the camera and, and just trying to find those moments. And the problem there is then I don't have the moments myself. So it's not the shared thing that I have with that little girl. I, I get the same thing. So when I'm traveling, I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm taking pictures of all these landmarks and stuff. Now, back to 96, you were down there on the reunion. You were there as a friend, as a teammate. Right. Were you also like, F, I missed out because I'm taking all the pictures of the team. Were you – Well, no, because I didn't have to do that. And that's, that's, that's one, of the, uh, one of the benefits of hiring two other people who knew how to create a documentary and knew how to create a film or a movie or uh, – um, they did all that. You know, I kind of – what I basically did is provided access to, for Dick and, and Epperson to get to the guys. And then as executive producer, I, I effectively financed it. But – and I so I had control over it. But I didn't have to do a whole lot other than honestly get in their way, and that's what I did. I mean, Dick would be – Dick spent three solid weeks almost 24-7 editing this thing to get it done by deadline. And – I would go in and he would show me his edits and I would I would want to make some changes, which some of which we did make, but most of which he would just politely smile and say, okay, and then they were never changed because he was like, no, this is how this is what we're going to do. So I didn't have, I, I was there very much as a teammate that entire trip. All right. I'm going to ask you random Cameron Mills questions. All right. Cameron Mills growing up, celebrity crush growing up. Celebrity crush? Growing up. Oh, uh, still the same person now, Jennifer Aniston. Well, you ruined the you know, Cam, you could probably run into her in New York. She lives here. And you know, she dated Vince Vaughn, and, and a lot of people think I look like him you and do act like him. Look like Vince Thank Vaughn. you very much, dude. Uh-huh. Um, and and they dated, so that that means I've got a chance. You have a chance. A chance, yeah. 
Wait, they did it in the movie or in real life? Hmm? The breakup. In real life? Oh, yeah, yeah. they did it in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life That's is right. not a movie symbol. <laughs> Sometimes I think it is. Yeah, I know. Five, five years ago today, I asked you who was the coolest person in your phone. Yep. Yep. And your answer five years ago yep, right. was Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, that's right. And I think that's a good answer. Yeah. He's At coaching. Least it wasn't he's Billy li- well, he was on TV a few minutes ago. No, it wasn't. I never had Billy Gillespie's phone number. Now you went back to the reunion. Yep. You've hung out with me, so you've hung out with cool people. <laughs> right. And yeah. me. Right. But obviously, Jen Stevenson wins always. Yes. But right now, who's the coolest person in Cameron Mills' phone that you want to impress everybody with? Well, I don't know that it's going to impress. Well, I'm not in his phone, so obviously it's right. not going to be cooler <laughs> than me. How do you know you're not in my phone? I actually didn't know that. <laughs> all right. So, all right, here we go. Contact. Watch out. Well, Steve Masiello pops up immediately because that's that's because we texted him earlier. He still hadn't responded back, though. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm just following through because, look, cause I honestly have no idea. Um, I I, uh, I would bet uh, Coach Donovan might still be in here, though I imagine he's changed. Uh, when he responds Five years? Five you years. haven't got a, anyone cooler? I don't right. know. That's what I'm looking at. You I, really I regressed. Again, I wasn't expecting this question again. I mean, you're effectively duplicating an interview you did five years ago. <laughs> this, this is lazy journalism is what it is. Um, Wait. Uh, so let, in order to like uh, – okay, ahead, Simba. I'll um, plug in and like uh, – Introduce some like fresh, energetic. Yes, go for it, Simba. Journalist. Introduce some good stuff. Uh, stuff. Okay, so my brother in high school played at West Jasmine. Okay. Where he was coached by your brother. Yes, of course he was. Okay. Now some people say your brother was actually better than you. Uh, I and say. My I want was to than ask. You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They say he had more hops. Yeah. They say you were a better no, that's shooter. That's not even debatable. No, I was a better shooter. Yeah. No, you got it exactly <laughs> right. Simba. You shooter. got it dead on. Collier, Collier was the better player. By the time his career was over, which we both of us neither, neither played mm-hmm. professional, though Collier had the chance to. Yes, he did. Um, my career ended after my last game in college. So did his, effectively. Um, he was, by far and away, a better player. I mean, he was 6'9", handled the ball like a point guard, could shoot threes, couldn't make them the way I can make them because that's all I could do. And when you can only do one thing, that's really all you practice. You so you become better and better and better at that one. It's like it's the Dennis Rodman thing of rebounding. He could do one thing, defense and rebounding. I guess that's two. But really, rebounding is what he was famous for. And so he just got better and better and better at rebounding. So Collier could do – had the full the full scope of basketball abilities. Um, he was in AI. He went to a small school because he, he went through a growing stage in college. So he didn't get highly recruited. Um, but he went through um, – he went to Transylvania University, which is NAI, and his senior year, he was NAI Player of the Year, and that's that's like NCAA. It's much much smaller, but it's a national. Uh, Who used to win one on one? Huh? One on one. Oh, he would. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. See, no, I would never not, admit not that. Close. You're a bigger no, man than I am, Cam. Well, listen, See, like it, my brother, like I would push him. Well, listen, <laughs> and, and he and I never really struggled with the sibling rivalry thing. I don't think. I, uh-huh. I don't think we did. And we we I can't I can't. It's that this is not even debatable whether he was better than me. He was better than me. Um, I, th- I think I think Dad might even say this because Dad played college basketball at Kentucky. I think he might be better than Dad um, because Dad was six two, Collier was six nine. Um, you know, when Dad's career was over, when Collier's career was over, he got a letter from or a communication from the uh, Denver Nuggets wanting him to play on their summer league team this upcoming year, and then um, Italian na- all these national teams or international teams calling wanting him to try out. So he goes to um, Italy for two weeks. Plays fantastic. Drops like his last day there. Drops like thirty-seven points on Italian national team. Gets offers galore. Comes home. Gets off the plane, and tells me and Dad that yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to live in Italy. And I was furious because I'd already planned it. I was going to be his. I was going to be his. I was. I was going to be his butler. I was. I, dude, I'll cook. I'll clean. I'll drive. I will be your personal setting goals. So let's high. just go live in Italy for a couple of years. Let's you make some money. I'll get the experience of living in Italy. And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. So he came home and he went to. Um, the summer league game, summer league for Denver, first day of practice, broke his foot and came home with a big smile on his face because he was done. He was he was emotionally done with basketball, and he was going to pursue a, a professional career out of necessity in the sense that you have to pursue a professional career. If you've got a chance to make money playing a game, you have to try to do that. So hmm. I'm going to revisit the original question I've always asked you. Okay. You had a full scholarship to be a Bulldog at Georgia. Yep. Obviously, you're Kentucky, Kentucky mm-hmm. lore. Mm-hmm. Any regret, like 1% full ride Kentucky, uh, Georgia no, playing down? Not even close. None? No. Look, my, my, my parents might, because they're the ones that effectively had to pay for my first <laughs> two years of education. Um, 
But I doubt they even had the regret. I mean, look, not only did I get if, – if I had spent four years – I remember telling Coach Patino this because when we had our first meeting where he was – he said, let's talk. I mean, you know, I, I, you want to walk on, I will let you walk on, but let's talk. So we met um, – I think it was probably the fall of my senior year in high school. And he says, look, don't you want to go somewhere where you know you're going to get some playing time? Because, Cameron, you're, you're – I, I – you're probably not ever going to get significant minutes here. And I remember saying, Coach, that's fine. Listen, I, I want my, my career at this point, I just want to be a Wildcat. I want to wear the same number my dad wore. I want to play for Kentucky. If I spend four years on the bench, then I'm okay with that. I, I will leave here with no regrets. Well, I, I far surpassed that. I mean, by my, you know, my junior year and senior year, I'm, I, I was never the star. I was never the starter. But I was in the game when it mattered. I wasn't giving, getting the you know human victory cigar minutes at the end of the game when we're up thirty, um, and I got two national championships out of it. I mean, it, it, did you hit a famous shot? Cam? I did. Yes, I, I I did hit I did hit a, 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 a what? Um, Can you tell us who that was sure, against? It was against Duke. Uh huh. Thank you. And, and um, I will say this though, Jim, um, if you watch that game, a teammate of mine, a roommate of mine, Scott Padgett. <sighs> sorry, shut up. It's no, true. I, you know this is true. You, you're too nice of. I have to say, you're but too Mike, nice of a guy. I know. Let me tell the story, this Mike. Is, this is yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Come on, man. All right. So, you, but you know, you know Starry this. Starry time. Game. I gave. Here's what. Here's why my my shot was important. Okay. Two reasons. Number one, yeah. it capped our comeback. Okay. We were down 17, nine and a half minutes left. Wayne, Hishimu, Shep, Scott, Nazi, they get us back to within three or within two. I make the shot that gives us the lead. Your first basket of the tournament. First basket of the tournament. It was important for me for that reason, too. Number two, a Sports Illustrated photographer just happened to catch the shot from a camera he had stuck up in the rafters at the Tropicana Fieldhouse in, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, it's got all ten players. It's got all three rows of media, uh, media in there. You can see Coach Smith's hand, one of his arms, like half of his arms stuck up as he's you know holding up the sign for three. Um and the pictures become, honestly, more iconic than the shot ever was. Because the shot, it was, I, I understand, it was important that it gave us the lead. But the very next possession, Duke took the lead back from us. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Scott Padgett hitting another three, we don't win and my shot's pointless and useless and no one remembers it. So I benefited from a fantastic marketing scheme um, in the state of Kentucky with that shot. So. That is so humble. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can see the, the the Christian in the man right here. You know, like here's the thing: the, 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 the first time, the first time I actually like uh, actually, I'd heard of uh, Cam from my high school friends, who idolized the '96, '97, '98 era because mm -hmm. they were like young kids at that point. Right, and that was it, a, yeah, a pretty uh, honestly, and I, I say. This, not necessarily because of me. That was a pretty incredible era. I mean, that's three years of national championship games. So you know what was weird to me was when I moved from like Zimbabwe uh, <laughs> to America, and then I like r r just run into like the people who are my age in mm -hmm. Kentucky. Right. In two thousand, actually, was like my introduction of like really Kentucky basketball. When uh, that that December two thousand two thousand one was uh, the first year Coach uh, Patino was coming back. To Rupp Arena playing mm. against uh, okay. UK, okay, and it was like a big moment, yeah. Like, because uh, do you remember everyone was talking about which which tunnel would he walk yeah. out of? Would he walk out of the tunnel? He was he did was he, I had no idea. Out. See, okay. here's the thing: I had no idea because I was like, I was just kind of like, you're from huh. Zimbabwe, yeah. I'm from Zimbabwe How at that point. Know? I was just trying like I was trying to figure this whole thing out. I'm yeah, like. Yeah. Why are all these people like so crazy about it? I'm like, this people are. Not, I'm not, my 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 initial thought was like, this, white people like need to get a life. Yeah, what is the deal with white people? <laughs> I'm like, I agree. I'm with you, we're dying over there in Africa, and these people are like worried about this. And then the more I just like got ingrained mm -hmm. and like, you became a white person. The, and here's what here's here's what I love the most about like uh. uh Kentuckians is that the people that they idolized the most from those teams yeah. were like the guys from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, like and here's the you, right? You know, but like, we can, we can't live on Kentucky boys alone. Let's, yes, let's put it that, way. that um, is true. Yeah, we can't because the, the but the there's an appreciation. Yes, it, no, it absolutely is, and it's. I think the reason they 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 want more Kentucky guys is because they think we, and I think rightfully so, 
have a greater appreciation for yes. being on that team than the other guys. Because, look, the other guys, it's not that they don't like being in Kentucky. They do. And it's not that they don't get it. They don't learn what you learned, you know, the first year you went through it. But they're not at Kentucky because they love Kentucky. They're at Kentucky because it's the quickest way to their dreams. That's fine. I've got no problem with that at all. But then you've got guys like Dominic Hawkins and Derek Willis and Jared Paulson and John Hood and um, myself and Scott Padgett. And I'll even throw Jeff Shepard in there because he came to Kentucky because even though he grew up in Georgia, he's a Kentucky boy. I mean, he, he wanted to be at Kentucky. He didn't necessarily come for Coach P. He came because he was a walk I'm going to admit, I love Patino. I know I get a lot of – people give me crap about it. Yeah. Whatever. He came up in 92. When I became a fan, right. he was my coach. Right. He got me a championship. Yes, he did. He left. Yes. And um, Tubby won, quote, unquote, with his players, which right, he right, complimented right. Tubby. Like, yeah. he won with players that wasn't his players. That's, that's the thing. He did. It's true. There's not a single guy in that 98 team that Tubby recruited. They were all Coach Patino's mm-hmm. players. But – for a first-year coach to come in and immediately get 15 guys, maybe 14, to buy in to the new coach's system, right? Because that's what that's what you hear about all the time, this new coach. Well, is the system going to fit these new players? That sounds fantastic, by the way. Is the system going to fit, you know, the, the personnel that he has, right? That when you get a new coach at a team, is his system going to – and his system was different. He didn't press for 40 minutes. He didn't do black, white, red like we did. Um, he didn't um, – he, he his defense – was more half-court, maybe three-quarter court at the most. It wasn't going to be run and done. It wasn't Patino's Bombinos anymore. It was different. It was more of a slowdown game. And I don't think a lot of people liked that compared to the up-and-down up pace that we played under Patino. But think about what we went through. We'd had Coach Patino essentially – I mean, what's what you said, Simba, and, and it's what you know. And three years, two years – before Tubby got there, two years of national championship games. 96 championship, 97 national championship Arizona. game. Yeah, right. Which we should have won. I well, of course we should. Simba, we should win every game. Yeah, that's now Simba. You and I are gonna we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go at it over this. Now, if Derek plays Simba, who doesn't play? Cameron Mills doesn't play. Derek Cameron Anderson plays. Derek was a two guard. Cameron was a two guard. When Derek got hurt, not that I was happy he got hurt because I wasn't, but when Derek got hurt, that's when I started getting my minutes. <laughs> so. When people come up and tell me, you know, we would have won the championship if Derek had played, I'm sitting there thinking, I guess you're saying we didn't win because I played. I mean, that's effectively what they're saying, and I do it. In, I do it in fun because they're right. <laughs> Everybody's right. Derek, we would have been far better off with Derek in the game than me. I will add, however, I was the second leading scorer on the team in the tournament, so I wasn't hurting us anyway. So, um, but yeah, so Tubby came in and got us to buy into his system, which was different. The only thing we knew was Coach Patino. Coach Patino had gotten us to two state, two straight national championship games. This guy's different, so it, can it be effective? And that's why we had some struggles early in that season. Mm-hmm. We lost our last game, the last game we effectively lost, or we did lose, uh, to Ole Miss, Valentine's Day, 1998. Um, we had our team meeting. We had our 6 a.m. practices started the next morning, and we didn't lose again. All because what effectively happened after that la- last loss is we kind of had Jeff Shepard, Alan Edwards, and I, the three captains and seniors, kind of got together and said, look, if we don't completely sell out to what this guy's throwing at us, we know we're not – because now you've got a house divided. We know we're going to fail. We're not, we're not going to fulfill our goals this year. If we buy into him lock, stock, and barrel, 100%, all of us, that's the only way we have a chance. And if he does know what he's doing – and the only reason we questioned him is because it was different. If he does know what he's doing, then we got a chance. And as it happens, he did know what he was doing. Now you're – you have a Cameron Mills radio show. I do. Sunday night. Give Sunday a plug. Night. Sunday night, 7 to 9. Um, I don't know, maybe eight or nine different stations all over Kentucky, but you can get it on. You can, uh, we podcast it on iTunes and on Google Play. So all it's right. just Cameron Mills radio. Thank you for showing off about all the affiliates. You do a lot of Kentucky There's stuff. There's so many I can't keep track of them. Is that what you're making Give me a three dream guest non-Kentucky oh players. Okay. I want to know three people. Cam, that- it's okay. You can leave me out of this one. <laughs> You're sitting next to one of them, so you're two dream guests. Two dream, dream no, guests. No, for real. Three dream guests that you want to sit across from you in Can we in settle on a number for this answer? Two or three? Cameron, two or three. Whatever right, you want to say, right. Cameron. Fuck. Just your, your three people you want to interview. I'll give my three if you want to give you a three. No, I definitely want to hear your three. Anthony Bourdain. I, I was going to go first, but go ahead. Anth- I'm more I, forget, I forget it's your show. Anthony Bourdain, number one. Love that, absolutely. Opie from Opie and Anthony is number two. Yeah, see, when you say Opie, I think of Opie Taylor. But go ahead. no, no, now, o- I know who Opie I know, Greg. I, Coon, I, I know who you're talking number about. Two. I know who you're talking about. Number three, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Just think he's the coolest dude in the game. What he said. Now I, he's an actor. 
Michael yeah, is. And he does a podcast. Yes, no, I know, but he's an actor first. That's how what we know of Michael Rappaport because he's an actor. Okay. What he did to LeVar Ball. That was awesome. That that three oh, yeah. that three minute that excoriation. <laughs> I sat there thinking, okay, I'm hoping he wrote this and memorized it as an actor because he did not miss a beat. He hit every mark. He hit every moment, and it was three minutes of absolute fantasticness. So gorgeous. Oh, it was so good. Anyway, um, all right, so two or three that I would love to interview. Um, I, we always joked at the beginning of this that we, we were going to start, like one of, our, one of our sticks of the show was every day, every show, we were going to say um, our, our guest list, and we were going to add, and uh, calling in, uh, very last will be George W. Bush. I don't know why we, okay, just, we sure. just said so. I, I and I actually did reach out to his foundation at one point to try to fulfill that. Um, didn't hear back from anyone. Did you get a reply from anyone? Of course not. Yeah, what's the deal? I Let's mean, go I down there. I, I didn't expect a reply from him, but he's got to have people, right? So anyway, I just, just even if it's no, you know, just an email back. Um, so I'd throw him in there. Um, hmm. What question would you ask J Dub? Ooh, G Dub. G-dub. Who? Sorry. George W. George oh, w. I got you. I'm sorry. I would ask him personally. I, you know I, what? I, I tell you what. I'd, I, I'd ask him, and I, I don't know. I I should ask him this on the air, but you know, and Mike, you know this. Sometimes you don't. You get you get the 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 cliche answer anytime mm-hmm. something's being recorded, anytime it's live, anytime yeah. it's going out. You get them privately, and they'll give you the real answer. Sure. And so I don't know how he would answer this. I don't know that his answer would be different, but I, I would ask him if he had any regrets about Iraq. Oh, really? Oh, that's actually. How about you, Simba? Because you're you're very political, Simba. What would you ask him? Yes. Well, here's why I love about like George uh, W. Because mm-hmm. at the time when he made the decisions that he made, right. I wasn't necessarily in agreement with like his political views yeah. or aligned with them. Yeah. But as I look back at them. Mm-hmm. And like what grounded the man, I have more respect for him because of how grounded he is in his faith. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what I like is he spent so much time with wounded warriors now. Yes, and people like, that are effectively wounded because of the decisions he made. And I think he understands that and, and is very appreciative of that. So yes. I, I like that he does that. He's uh, he's yeah he's he's very and you you could tell like when you actually like look at like. Yeah. There's a sincerity. There. Yeah, there's a sense, yeah. there's a sense of certain sincerity to the man, like in just how he carried himself. You mm-hmm. uh, know, but I would just like to ask him like what he thought about when like that dude threw a shoe at him. Yeah. <laughs> which by the way, that was one of the crazy ones. Like I was like, what? He, he dodged <laughs> he dodged that more athletically yeah. than I think I could. <laughs> like I mean that was pretty I mean he just kinda down and up and that was that was that was quite a moment. So um all right, so George W. Yes. Um Golly, Mike. See, this, this is why I hate doing this with you because you, you, your questions actually require some thought sometimes. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're stupid questions, but sometimes they require <laughs> a lot of thought. Um, I like your answer with Anthony Bourdain. I love Bourdain. Oh, so, okay. I absolutely Steal love another one. Okay. No, I'm not stealing. No, I'm just telling you that it. I like your it answer. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go the cooking route, though. Alton Brown. Do you know who Alton Brown is? Of course I do. All right. I, I love I, I He's love horrible his... on a show. Thank you, Kevin. He'll be a great guest. Um, Which show? What are you talking about? I Does... love Alton Brown. Oh, are you okay. kidding me? All right, all right. No one's going to bully Which show me. are you talking about? Because you can't. Good Eats, Good Eats was yeah. one of the best Good cooking shows ever. Thank you, Good Eats. I've learned more about cooking by watching Good Eats. Every episode. I've seen every episode. I've learned more about cooking than any cookbook could ever teach me. Because he goes into the science of cooking. 1 a.m. scientist. 1 a.m. Cameron Mills is hungry. What is your go-to late night snack? Um, now, because I'm in a cutting phase, as we discussed earlier. I'm, I, I'm losing You weight. look great. Thank you. Um, uh, cuties. I'm sorry, what? Cuties, little tangerines, halos. They go uh, by they Clementines? Go by various, well, yeah, they, I think that's kinda. what they effectively are, but the brand name, depending on where you live in the United States, up here in New York, it might be uh. Clementines. Um, in the South, we call them halos or cuties. That's what that's mine's what it says grilled cheese. I have no idea. Wait, See, that's probably oh, that's probably what mine cuties. used to, something like that. Yeah, or Jen, it'd be out order a late night pizza. So one thirty in the morning, Jen Stevenson comes home. I'll sleep at one thirty in the morning. No, that, but that's the question though. Just say it was a, a random Friday night, Jen, and you're never out late because I know never. But just in gotta case get my you, beauty sleep. Of course, just in case you were. You'd have a grilled cheese at grilled what? cheese, of course. But that, means, what you, that, means you, that means you would have to make the grilled cheese, though. I, I got to go. Says with I'm making it. I got not oh, girl. All right, I see. 
I What's see the how question? this works. Simba, what are you Simba. Morning, what are you in, Simba? Simba doesn't even know what time Simba. it is. Simba, you've got headphones guys. on, man. That's guys. the reason for the headphones. Hold on, Simba, One thirty so in the morning, the what are you eating? One thirty in the morning? Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, eating, like, whatever is open. Like, I don't even get I'm not as impressed. Like, actually, like, here's what I'll usually do. I'm walking over. I'll throw, like, a, you know, I'll throw a fat lip. What? In my way. A what? A what? Fat tip, you know. Oh, oh, fat tip. And I'm gonna throw some grizzly in there mm-hmm. on my way home. Is that your way of saying like, Kodiak? Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing. Kentucky had like such a big influence in my life in more ways than one. I'm sorry, you're blaming Kentucky for your for your <laughs> snuff problem. I'm just saying. You're blaming I'm Kentucky for your tobacco problem. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Unbelievable. Had I like grown up in like a uh, freaking New York? Yeah. For example, actually no, I was take that back because right. New York is like, New York is like full of fucking. It's his thing. I've heard that. Ultimately, it's by choice. But anyways, we're talking about like well, the habits. Of course, habits, it right? is. <laughs> Nobody's forcing you to do it. We're talking about the habits. Okay, so like here's what I usually do. <clears throat> I'm usually going to think, what do I have at home? If I don't have anything at home, I'm just going to go and uh, actually. Simba will make some chicken wings. <laughs> Simba, what are you going to make, Simba? 1.30 in the morning. I'm crappers. Yeah. Come on, what are you no. Come on the, man. The podcast is only four hours right. long. There's, there's like this amazing place. Simba, we're looking for food, food here, not a restaurant. Yeah. What you gotta, you, what you, Simba, you got to make food. Whole, we don't need the whole Come backstory. On. We just Simba's need the food. Simba's looking for promotion. Is, yeah, I love yeah. this restaurant. Like, oh, Red yeah. Rooster's open until 3 a.m. I'm going to go there, get my fried chicken. Go, Simba. What do I want, like, at 3 a.m.? Oh, God. Or 1.30 a.m.? We're not with you at 3 a.m. 1.30. I'm getting some halal. What? Halal. Halal. A gyro. Oh, thank you. All right. Right? Some gyro, (laughs) some good old, like, uh, just, like, nasty street food, like, in New York. I get it. Because I'm walking home. You know, like, it's, like, just, like, greasy, and you're just, like, oh, I'm going to wake up hating myself tomorrow. Just a one-word answer would have been fine. Halal. (laughs) Cameron, let me ask you this. Right now, you're looking good. Thank lost you. Lost a lot of. I'm serious. You Thank look really you. good. I lost 70 pounds. Do you still pounds. have a game? When was the last time you played um, some ball? No. You? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay. Last year, now granted, this. I, I, not that this, I don't think this has anything to do with my performance because it was just shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah and you didn't play much defense. No, well, I never did. Um, no. Well, again, why would I pass to someone else when I can make the basket? <laughs> um, anyway, so last year at the Sweet 16, the Kentucky High School Basketball uh, Tournament, they. They had various former players, former Kentucky high school basketball players, come out in the court and try to duplicate shots or try to make shots and win kids, I don't know, scholarships or something. And I missed so bad. I'll shoot a free throw and missed so badly. They gave me like three tries, and all three tries, I literally hammered the ball against the backboard from the free throw line. Um, so I, I've not played a competitive game that wasn't like like in a league or anything in probably 10 years. Maybe I played pickup once or twice in the last five. It's just I love the game, but in 1998 I was done, and I've not I've not felt the need or the desire, the want to get back into playing even on a even on a semi competitive level, like in leagues or anything. I just it, it I don't want I don't desire to do that. Five years ago, you did my show, yeah, and I told you it went from me asking you to lunch. It got very weird real quick. No, it didn't. Your first impression of me because I remember where I met you. Yep. At this, what's your True. Let's be honest. Let's talk real talk. First impression of me when I came to Dick Gabriel's show yep. Friday night at around five fifty eight okay. p.m. Yeah. I'm knocking on the door. Who remembers these random facts? Um, well, it, was it was a six o'clock show. You're exactly right. So that's fair. Um, Nailed it. The um, okay. First impression. Um, you're like me in that you talk too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a weird accent, which I imagine I did to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and um, you hugged me, which is weird. Like, instead that, of shaking see, that's hands, me. I know yeah, yeah. I, I, I get for a lot of people that's weird, but um, that's just me. I mean, I, I started sending you know the emoji on the iPhone, the little the little kissy face with the heart. Yeah, I started sending that to everybody about a month ago. Every if I, if, if I like you, I'm sending you the kissy face. I don't know if you've got <laughs> one, don't yet. send me that. Yeah, I haven't got one <laughs> again. No one here has it's not been confirmed that you're in my kissy country. face. Um, so anyway, um, Mr. Steel, yo, girl. <laughs> And then there, and then Mike, there are certain things in your life that I'm very proud that you do, and I, I remember thinking a whole lot about that. And I think that's one of the you were from New York, you were different, you loved Kentucky. Um, you had told me that you know I was your favorite player, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and th- a lot of times that actually, when people tell me that, I'm honored. I'm always, always appreciative. Mm-hmm. But I, it kind of means, th- that, that makes things weird. And for some reason with you, it never did. It was just like, I think I was so, I, was, I loved your story so much about how you became a Kentucky fan. That I'm like, I don't know, this guy's, this guy's all right. This guy's cool. So. Well, it, it's always funny. And Jen, Simba, I never told you guys a story. So I never met Cam. And I'm like, I text him like, hey, no. I want to come to Kentucky. Right. Well, uh, no, we, we had done the podcast. We, yeah, had, we had spoken on the phone. Yeah. We, we but did we never met in person. You're and right. I'm like, oh, if I come to Kentucky, do you want to have like lunch? I made things like really weird. Yeah, next, that, like, that, Mike's almost, trying to go to Keeneland in May. That, we get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mike, like, why are you trying to date Kim? Dude, I was like, it was like a Tinder date. No, I'm like, yo, we should nothing. meet up. <laughs> Swipe right. My so, understanding, it was nothing like a Tinder date. So, but here's the weirdest part. Can you wear a pink shirt? I'm at Malone's. I'm wearing a pink shirt. Cameron in 1998. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. it was, honestly, it was never weird for me. It may, you may have felt weird asking me to lunch. Yeah, um, that, but that's at weird. No point, yeah. At no point did I think it was weird. No, so I didn't think. Because I was excited. Because look, you and I got you go on a lot of Tinder dates, Cam. No, Damn you it. and I got along on the podcast. Um, and then and then we 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 tweeted back and forth a lot about during games and stuff. And I remember having talking you off the ledge a few times, even back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over some losses, I'll tell you a great line you said. And um, <laughs> I'm on Dick Gabriel's show, and I I thought I was doing well, and Dick Gabriel's like, "Oh, I'm having a really great time with you." And Cameron's like, "You know what's kind of funny." Dick, I never met him. <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to be like a bad person, yeah. a bad guy. No. Yeah, you could have been a sociopath. You could have. I had no idea. Yeah. But oh, you, you know what? Listen. We lucked out. We knew it was 50 minutes. I still have a couple more questions, like right. just kicking it. Go I'm going to tell Simba and Jen a great story. Jen. You're listening. So, oh, so I'm on, her headsets on. I'm on yeah. Cam's show, and um, I hope he doesn't listen because he, whatever, but whatever. So I do Cam's show, and some, you know, people called in and said, hey, this guy's like from New York. They I didn't call in my show. No, he called uh, Curtis. Show. No, he called Curtis. Oh, yeah, he called Dick Show. He's Dick like, Show is when we took the I course. have a gift for this kid, Mike. Oh, that's right. So I'm like, oh, look, okay, that's awesome. So the Which, show- by the way, people are still sending you gifts. Yeah, I, I know. Look random. at my – I collect zero memorabilia. I have a – Mike. I have a ball. I'm, I'm, my, my- I'm looking at, at Yankee figurines, mm-hmm. a Kentucky signed basketball <laughs> – um, Don't forget the Maker's Mark bottle. Uh, let's see. Here are three seats from Yankee Stadium, the old one. A, a Calipari um, Maker's what Mark. What about this is not collecting memorabilia? <laughs> a John Calipari yeah. ball from there you go. to Mike personally. There you go. But here's, to Mike personally. Yeah, but here's the best. It is to Mike. <laughs> because he, he knows Mike's, Mike's a fossil. But here's the best part. So right there, Jen. One, one. Jen, right next oh, to you. I say to Michael. Yeah, I can vouch Jen, for that. Jen, right there. You see right there? Uh-huh. It's a piece of floor from the 1990s. No, no, in front of you. Sorry. Yeah, it's a piece of floor from 1996. So. Mike. This guy calls. This guy calls the show, and he gives us. He gives yeah. me number this, two out of one hundred. He gives me this piece of floor. Okay, but here's the best part of the story. He gives me a piece of floor. I'm like, yeah, amazing. You play on that floor? Wait, is this is this when we're walking out? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. This so now, weird. Jen, I get but this. weird. I mean, was it? It was cool, but it was great. It was, it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah, I, think, I get. For you for I get a this. Simba, I get this piece of 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 floor. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. This guy gave me a piece of floor from the 1996 championship game, and yeah. this is my first Kentucky game. I slept outside for this UMass game. This is the first game I've ever attended in my life. It means so much to me. You're in the Meadowlands. I get the floor. I'm like, oh my god. The next next day, I do Cameron's show. I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm leaving the studio, and there's like a dude. Like it's still Dick Show. Oh, it's it, oh, it's right. at night. That's it was, what made it was. It Dick weird. Show. It was late, right, Simba? And there's like a van, and like the parking lot of the, of the studio is like three people and, and no lights, no lights, and yeah. there's a van. I'm like, oh, dude, that van's kind of shady. Eh. And it's kind of like, shady bands outside and all of a sudden, a, dude, all over the place. a dude's walking up, and I'm getting nervous. I'm like, but this dude's about to roll me. I'm like, I'm about to throw down, because this dude's like, and all I hear is, Mike. I'm like, <laughs> now Simba, I get in like yeah, combat was, stance, like, dude, was, you ready to roll? It was weird. So it was like, I'm like, yo, what's good? I tried to go, like, <laughs> but it was, um, instead, if it was him, like, oh, yes, I'm like, yo, what's good? I tried to go tough. He's like, come he tried, here. He tried to go to New York. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm like, yo. He did not try to go tough, as a matter of fact. So I'm like, Joel, Joel. yeah. Now, meanwhile, I'm like, I'm dead. I die tonight in Lexington. By the way, we're all, all, of uh, all Simba, places Simba. you died, though. Yeah. I'd be okay all the way from yeah, New York. Yeah. You died in like Bronx. Simba, can I point something out about how he yeah. tells the story? He's acting like he's out there by himself. No, there's four of us around him, and he's only concerned about his They life. did a slow walk back because now no, this guy right. walks over to me. He hands me another piece of wood. Yeah. I'm like, 
Sir, thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. He tried to lure me into his van. No, he didn't. I, oh, he sure Stop did. It. He had an ice cream cone. No, he didn't. Now, tell, now Simba, tell a story and about take that. take you on into like his like cabin like in the middle of nowhere. It was Cameron's timber. Like- <laughs> now, Simba, tell him about the, the, the piece of wood. Tell him where we, we hung out. Oh, yeah. So, um, it's weird though. Like, it's kind of like similar. Like, Mike, I don't know how you just meet like... <laughs> It's funny how like yeah. your friendships always happen. We right? were talking about that tonight at dinner. Yeah, uh, I'd met Mike over at Dempsey's on like uh, after a game mm-hmm. where all the uh, UK fans hang yeah, out. Yeah, it's in, in actually when I met you. Yep, uh, the first NYC time. NYC well. UK alumni. Yeah, yes. and um, the next we're just drinking. We're drinking. I'm drinking KBB. Were you drinking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People, I, I think that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, Mike and I just like connect, and uh, I'm with my buddy Travis, and we're like, dude, this guy Mike is cool. Yes. I was, we're like, he's the most New York. At that point, I was like, this guy is the most yes. New Yorker guy yes, that I've ever you. met because yes, I'd exactly only been right. here for like a year at that point, right? And I'm like, wow. And he's like, legit, t- tatted up, all this stuff. And I don't talk to Mike for... Oh, we exchanged numbers. We actually did exchange numbers that night. We're like, let's hang out. And then we didn't talk to each other. We just like connected on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see his tweets. He'll see my tweets. So you exchanged numbers and he never called? It's, no, neither did I. <laughs> so like, I mean, like it was two ways. So you're both playing hard yeah. to get. <laughs> but uh, about four months in, and I'm very like uh, political in like on mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. whether it's like uh, with American politics or like African affairs. I'm very like I'm just very vocal as like an individual. And uh, Mike just kept on seeing like all these like uh, Zimbabwean po- like uh, posts, and he would occasionally like them. And then one day he just like wrote me a message on Twitter and was like, "Hey." I'm really thinking about like going uh, to visit to Africa. Would you be interested in like an Africa trip? And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, he was actually like, <laughs> he's actually what Mike said. He was like, I really want to go with somebody who's familiar with like the territory. Obviously. Because <laughs> I'm afraid of going by myself. And I was like, wow, this guy is like afraid of like going to Africa. Yeah, there are lions there, Simba. <laughs> Have you not seen the documentaries? But, anyways, um, so I meet up with Mike. The first time, actually, on my uh, at Barclays, uh, at Barclays. Yeah, it was, it was it was actually the NBA draft. Yeah, NBA draft. And I'm there. It's, it's actually a funny story. I told you on Cameron's show. I actually stalked Calipari there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simba comes outside. I meet Simba. He goes, "Hey, Mike. I remember I've, I've seen Simba one time." Yeah. I said, "Let's meet at a, a boat in the city. Yeah, the frying Some pan. Safe for both yeah. of us. Yeah, let's meet there. And then we hung out. I'm like, Simba, I have a little gift for you." Yeah. Come on my house. And what did I give you, Simba? Yeah, and he gave me a floor of the 96 championship uh, game. That originally came yeah. from Joel. That originally came from Joel. gave me two. Now, yeah. Simba. Came from Joel's now, design just Here's like what we're going to do. Up. We're going to do two more things because right. we're doing 57 yep. minutes. Everyone has to go home. We have a huge dinner tomorrow night. You got a hard out at one hour? No, I have no hard out ever. Right, that's what I thought. That's what she said. Cameron, favorite Seinfeld episode because you and I are Seinfeld oh, fanatics. I, I, yeah, there's, I already got it. What? I, I, already, I know. I don't oh, I'm, I'm asking you. Cameron, thank I you. I but I don't have to think about this one. Okay, favorite Except episode. Now I'm, now, now I'm struggling to come up with the actual title of the episode. Just give me the episode. Uh, the, uh, the Merv Griffin. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not, it's not even debatable for me. It's that, actually my favorite, hands down. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Hands it, down, it, the it, best one when he goes. Kramer and Newman at another level. I mean, and all four of them sitting in the, sitting in the, in, in the set and just uh, the conversation is so absurd. When, when Kramer goes, goes, two pets? That might not be. Yeah. <laughs> It's just those little passive And aside. they drug like uh, Jerry's girlfriend with the turkey. Oh, was meal. that the same? It was. Of course, that's she, right. they brought her on stage. They, that's right. The the tryptophan. What what's that drug that causes people? And they both tryptophan. Do the an- they both do so the answer. So I've heard. Okay, Jen and Sim are going to get one last question ready. All right. Steve Masiello's coming to my show Monday. So he says. Yeah, that flaker. What is? Give me a good Masiello story oh, that shoot. I'm going to say to him. Okay. On the show, I want a good one. Don't give me the whole like Steve one time got. Give me a good Masiello story. I'm going to bring it up randomly. Well, okay. So, as far as what you need to ask him about, and I'll give you, I'll give you my my favorite. It's it's not a it's not a story that happened one time because it happened several times. But it's just it was kind of our thing during that the, the part of the season I mentioned earlier when we lost to Ole Miss. We had the six a.m. practices and so on and so forth. Um, but you need to ask him about uh, Jamal McGlure crashing his Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay, I'm writing. This down. Um, 
asked him about his various nicknames, specifically misdemeanor. Um, asked him what cool duty means. See if he see if he'll admit to that. You, you can keep talking. Cool, I know. Well, you said hold on. Um, so ask him what cool duty means. See see if he'll uh, if he'll admit that he knows what that means. Um, you can ask him about me wearing his FUBU jeans to class every other day. I will no one I'll never ask about a FUBU question, so don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. I can ask that one. Um, okay. yeah, Simba 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 can, Simba can, Simba can It's culturally that. appropriate. That's for right, me. yes it would be. Because it was for you and by by you. All right, so so Cam, hold on. What we always do before they ask their last question yes. it before we do the last question, what we always do is this. I always ask the coolest person, your answer was horrendous. What we're gonna do is I know you don't drink. You didn't ask me coolest person. Oh, in the phone? Yeah, in the oh, phone. Yeah, yeah. And your answer still look. Oh. I don't even remember what I said. You said Billy Donovan. Then you no, scrolled. No, no. You said yeah. Jen Stevenson, Simba. No, I'm not in his phone, so again, he can't again, say Jen, me. Jen, Jen, so you think. Thanks for my last name to all your podcast so listeners. You think, oh, I, I put government out there. You know what bothers me? He knows like Antoine Walker, Tony Dell. Those yeah, are big names. And Jen well, Stevenson. Jen, what's your social security number? But Simba, he goes, they're not cool to me. Okay. I mean, they're not, it's not, they're not interesting to me. Now, Simba, I mean, I spent uh, four years with those guys. Cameron, I know you don't drink. Yeah. And we respect that. What we're going to do is Thank we're going to set up a little table in my studio apartment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you and Simba, I have two ping pong balls in my hand. Here we go. Okay. Oh, so that's proof. Let's play some flip cup. Who's the best at flip cup? No, well, Jen, we all know Jen. You're a world. What? Jen's. I'm the queen oh, of go. flip cup. Flip Thanks. Cup. Our dad's going to be really proud. You and my dad doesn't Simba. listen to podcasts. Simba, you and Cameron are going to shoot him. right now. Oh, okay. He doesn't know how to use iTunes. Simba, you ready? I'm going to pause this thing. I'm going to set up the thing, and you and Cameron are going to shoot now. I'm going to give a play-by-play while you guys shoot some uh, beer pong. But Cameron's going to do water. This is going to be great podcast. All right, so I'm doing beer. And I'm pausing it. Hold on. I right, was setting up now the beer pong finale. Cameron has Cameron has the best idea. Yeah, if Cameron hits, Simba drinks the beer. If Simba hits, Simba drinks the beer. But we're gonna Jen Stevenson is giving play by play now. Stop my last name right. around, man. They're gonna add me on Facebook. And- All right, add her on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. Jen is Instagram. About- I'm on that gram. Jen is about to give play by play. Go, Jen. And number right. twenty one. Go, Jen. All right, Simba shooting first. Simba shoots. He misses. Oh, it's an air ball. Yeah, Cam, either cup. All right, Cameron Mills sets up, shoots, misses. Also an air ball. We're throwing it back for them. They're both a little rusty. They're actually a little embarrassing right now, A little embarrassing, yeah. Simba sets up, shoots. Brick, brick, brick. Cam shoots. Air ball. Air ball. Now, now Cam, Cameron, are, uh, Cam, are you sure you hit that shot against Duke? Now, Cameron, let me ask you a question, Cameron. No, well, first of all, Simba shoots. Have you ever played this game back in the dorms in Kentucky? No. Simba, have you played this ever? Simba's played this a time or two. Look at Simba's him. Simba's been ranked Look nationally. At Look at him. He's number ten on the beer pong list. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Go. All right. Simba shoots. Sets up, shoots. Oh, oh it's oh the rim. Oh, my God. This is embarrassing. Oh, my God. Mike, do I need to go take place for them? You know what's great? Like, you I, I, don't, I don't think this is good podcasting, but hold on. I'm going to let Jen and Simba. I'm going to let Simba shoot and Cameron shoot and Jen sub in. I'm going, I'm going to make both these cups. Go. Go, Simba. Just hit one, Simba. Airball. I'm calling it. Airball. Oh, he hits the rim. Break, break. Simba. All right. Cam, you got to make it in one of these two cups. Yeah. Those two right there. Yes. One of these two. <laughs> they're right in front of me. No, oh missed my. it. He's missed by a lot. Do we missed sub it. Jen in or not yet? Jen, do not we? Not yet. Let, let him have one more chance. All right. This is embarrassing. Jen, it's four you know, shots You know already. Flip Cup's my game. Jen, not you're here. an all-star everywhere, Jen. This That's is four true. in a row. This is embarrassing. So, Simba's not even oh shooting for God. his cup. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, my Lord. Here we go. I, w- I wish everyone could see this right now. It's embarrassing. I'm gonna here. We're gonna do. We're gonna give. Julia, them, you're gonna podcast this video. We're gonna give this two more shots because Julia, my beautiful girlfriend, is taping this. This is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. All right, two more shots each, and then this game's over. Go. No, then I'm taking over. All right, go, Cameron. All right, Simba's, Simba. Simba's up. Here we go, Simba. Gentleman's rule. Simba pulls up and Simba, Simba shoots and he. Oh misses. boy. Oh boy. And Cameron Cam shoots. Misses. Oh my god. Oh. 
There we go. This, this is it. This is the last this two is, shots. You know, guys, I'm embarrassed to broadcast this right now. Jen, I want to walk out and leave the I, I want to walk out. This, you live here. You can't walk out. I'm leaving this. I'm All right. This is the last two shots, and then All I'm right. stopping the podcast. All right. You go. Someone go first because we're about to stop the podcast. <laughs> Way missed. And Cameron oh! misses. And that's it. I would just like to state for the record. Cameron Mills and Simba, terrible <laughs> at beer pong. Terrible. None of them made a shot. Come on. Cameron Mills and Simba, like Madonna. One word, first name. Oh, Simba doesn't need a last name. Goro, but, you know. Don't give up my last name. Oh, and my last name's all over this podcast, so you're up. So mine. Yeah, but come on, yeah. man. So we're saying goodbye? Is that what we're doing? We're, we're going to say goodbye. All right. You're you just going to mess with the dolls? After an hour and five minutes and horrendous beer pong shooting by Simmer and Cameron. And terrible questions, too. We're about, but great questions by This Jen, was amazing. We're about to say goodbye. So we're going to go around the room. Jennifer? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Simba, end it. That's all I asked for. You asked for a goodbye. That, and for somebody who went to a Christian school, <laughs> my podcast skills... We're like off the chain. I don't care what these guys are saying. Did you say podcast skills are really, off the chain? No, no, no. I've met my beer punk skills. Oh, your beer punk, you're right. My beer punk skills. Yeah. Not my podcast skills. <laughs> my beer punk skills. Okay. Somebody should have cut me off like yeah. three beers ago. Yeah, we thought <laughs> like, we, we thought kids. So. <laughs> uh, and, and Caramels? Love you. Thank you for doing this, man. Anyway. Good to see you again. But, but, <laughs> we're going to end this. Five years ago to the day we did the show. Oh, my gosh. Cam, how does this song make you feel? It's okay if you're shedding a tear. I think I see it. Are your eyes a little moist? What song is this? Oh, now I hear it. Hey, thanks for coming out, Cameron. Thank you, bud. Love it. Thank you, Cam. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.